Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This podcast on 97.3 The Fan is brought to you by Hamul Casino, San Diego's closest casino. Real close, real friendly, real fun. Welcome back to Gwen and Chris. We head into hour number three, four o'clock hour here on uh, San Diego's finest, uh, 97.3 The Fan. Chris Ello, Matt Scraby, together in our... Odyssey Palace Studios, Tony Gwynn Jr. down at Petco Park, where, yes, indeed, the schedule says the Padres must play on. Padres will host the San Francisco Giants, first of a four-game series tonight. Pedro Avila will start for the San Diego Padres, who uh, come in with the uh, unsightly record of 62-72. and 72. They're seven and a half games behind both the Giants and Diamondbacks. For the final wild card spot, is that really even worth mentioning? Probably not. Season took a turn for the worse. Back in May, actually. That's when they fell below the 500 mark to begin with. Yes. And they've never gotten back to the 500 mark. It's been May, what, what did we say, May 19th? Something like that. The last time they were at 500? Yeah. That's just incredible. And uh, even though they've gotten close to 500 a couple of different times, it has not happened. And it's probably not going to happen for the Padres in 2023. But uh, they will soldier on. Sammy Levitt will soldier on with the pregame show beginning at shortly after 530. In the meantime, good news for football fans because college football kicks off in earnest tonight. Florida and Utah matching up in the... uh, NCAA Week 1 openers, Nebraska-Minnesota play tonight. A couple of pretty good college football games tonight. So uh, you got some football you can turn your attention to. The NFL is off this weekend. And then, of course, the season will get underway next week. To that end, we'll have some NFL news and notes coming up. Lots of, uh, lots of stuff going down in the, uh, in the National Football League on this Thursday. News and notes coming up. In about 20 minutes, but we got to get to a round of Chris versus the fans. I probably should have mentioned this already because um, it's time to play some trivia, give you an opportunity out there to uh, get qualified for the two-night stay at the Westgate Las Vegas Resort and Casino. Today will be the final qualifier for the month of August. You get two tickets to Cool in the Gang. They're back by popular demand. After multiple sold-out shows, the legendary funk group Cool and the Gang returning to the stage at Westgate Las Vegas Resort and Casino with their residency. It goes through 2024. 
Get tickets now at Ticketmaster.com. The Westgate Las Vegas Resort and Casino features newly designed premier rooms, part of their $70 million room renovations. It's home of legendary Vegas fun. Now, the way you can get qualified for that is to simply call in at 833-288-0973. And then you get a chance to play Chris vs. the Fans. And if you win... And, again, you don't have to be a trivia expert to win this game. It doesn't hurt. Try to get a couple of questions right. But if you miss the question and I miss it, you survive anyway. So, you know, it's uh, worth a shot to call. We've had a lot of new callers, new contenders, new players. But we like to continue to uh, cultivate more first-time players. Exactly. We haven't played in a while. I know we haven't, so we got to get back in the groove. Chris versus the fans right now. Ah. Ha-ha. Ha-ha. If you had one shot, one opportunity to take down the human almanac himself. Howdy-do. Now is your time. Listen to me, this guy is dangerous. Now is your opportunity to win a prize. Well, I hope you know Jen for. Chris versus the fans starts now on 97.3 The Fan. I hope you know this guy's dangerous. Sylvester Stallone, Chris. Sylvester Stallone. All right. I, I have to go with it because you've, uh, you've told me it. and people have confirmed it. Yeah, yeah. You have to make it through three questions in this game. Each question, as Chris was just talking about, will get more difficult. If you get the question right, you move on. If you get it wrong and Chris gets it right, you're eliminated. But if Chris gets it wrong, then you move on to the next question or you win. If you're a first-time player, let us know before you get into it. Because you get the first question for free. Now, I'm, I'm on a hot streak today. I crushed the Immaculate Grid today. You crushed it. I crushed it. I scored a, uh, a an incredibly good 14 points today in the Immaculate Grid. See, that always makes me think it wasn't answers good. correct. Yes, the lower score, the better. So 14 is a remarkably good score. All right. But I have been getting, I wanted, I want to mention that I have been getting crushed by the Immaculate Grid for about a week and a half. Yes, you have. You so much so that I haven't it. reported my scores to anybody because I've know. been so bad. But today, with the likes of Raphael Belliard, John Milner, Steve Ciszek, Rick Aguilera, and others, I scored a 14 points on the Immaculate Grid. If you haven't played that yet, you're not a great baseball fan. Oh, wow. Yeah. Calling people out for I'm it. saying it. I'm calling it out. You you're calling start people out. Calling you out. If you're a baseball fan, you say you're a baseball fan, try your hand at the Immaculate Grid. Yes. It's, it's online, difficult. so that's how you find it. You know, I know Chris is having a difficult time when he comes in here and he asks me for suggestions. Yes. I'm like, I'm like kicking oh, and gosh, screaming. Okay. Uh, well, as we know, I call the Immaculate Grid up at 6 o'clock in the morning yeah. when it's first presented every day. Yeah. And if I come into work at 1 o'clock... And I still don't have the answers yet. Can you imagine the kind of mental hell I've been through all morning? You're like, give me a Minnesota <laughs> Twin and a Miami Marlin. Uh, I have no idea. Yeah, I know. Man, it's um, a tough game. Nelson Cruz, though, that would have worked, I think. Nelson Cruz works he's for a, a good lot answer. Of them. Him yeah. and Rich Hill are great answers. Rich Hill's really good because he's played for 13 different teams. So, <laughs> All right, let's get to our first contestant. Let's go to someone we haven't talked to, Jane in Claremont. Hello, Jane. Outstanding. Hi. Hi, Jane. Are you ready to play, Jane? 
I am. Can I just say one thing about Jerry Coleman first? Sure, of course. <clears throat> yes, um, I always told my husband that he was the only older man I would leave him for, you know? <laughs> and, uh, I, I saw him in UTC one day, and he was eating. He was with his wife, and my son literally wouldn't let me go up to him. He says, no, Mom, you can't, you can't. And I think I'll always regret that, you know, that I didn't go up and tell Jerry Coleman how much I respect and admired him, you know? You know, he would have loved it. I, I will tell you that because that's the kind of guy he was. He he would have loved you to come up and, and and say that, but I understand you. You know, letting him have his time with his wife as well. So yeah, that's also exactly. a very nice thing of you. Yeah, it's a nice move by you because there was one time where I politely asked to meet Reggie Miller in a Chinese food restaurant in Chicago, and Reggie the Miller, basketball player. Yeah, Reggie Miller looked at me and my family and said, "Can't you see him with my ladies?" And, uh, ladies. Well, yeah, ladies. Anyway, yeah, I've never held the grudge against story. Reggie Miller or anything. No, it doesn't sound like it. Okay. All right, Jane. Uh, are you a first-time player? Uh, yes, I am. All, All right. right. Good for you. Here we go. Question number two. Throw it in. You know what? Throw it in, I Throw say. it in, Chris says. We're going to yeah. include the Fernando Tatis bobblehead to the winner. So, Jane, question number two. What major leaguer was rushed by two fans at Coors Field three days ago? I know it was on the Braves. I, I can't remember the person's name at all. I was just thinking it was ironically like Hank Aaron's home run. Mm. Oh, yeah. That's a great that call is, by Jane. Hank, you know that when Hank Aaron hit his tie-breaking People home run. People jumped all over the field. No, not all over the field, but two fans Exactly two fans came out and ran around the bases with Hank Aaron. Yeah, congratulating him, right? Congratulating him as he was running around the bases on his 715th tie-breaking home run. Was he like, where did you come from? He was, and security did nothing about it. That's such a weird Like, they thing. made it all the way around the bases with Hank Aaron. That's a great call by you, Jane. Unfortunately, um, yeah. didn't get you the right answer today. Stay there, though. Yeah, Ronald Acuna okay, is never who you were after here. <laughs> But thank, thank you, Jane. Jane, and thanks for your Jerry Coleman story and sighting. Yes, yes, yes. He was was the greatest. Yes. And, and that everybody agrees with you when you say that, too. Anybody who knew him. All right, let's get to our next contestant, Johnny in Escondido. Johnny, how are you? Hey, Johnny. What's going on, guys? Not too much. Are you ready, ready to play? play? Let's do it. All right. All right. Question number one. What is Twitter now officially called? Uh, X. X X is correct. I really hate X. I'm getting used to it, but it, it, the the app logo does not look like a social media app. It looks like something else. What so. else? Now, what are you supposed to call it when you send out a, a message? It's not a tweet. What no, is it? An X? A, I guess. Yeah. I think tweet is always going to be... Tweet the, will still be accepted? Tweet will be accepted for the actual message itself, but I think the platform, people are starting to call it X. So, I mean, that's what the name is. Anyway, here we go, Johnny. Question number two. Which National League pitcher has the most games of 10-plus strikeouts in 2023? Uh... Spencer Strider. Spencer Strider is correct. He's the guy. He's Very done good. it. Oh, it didn't. It didn't tell me how many times he's done it, but he's done it. He's a couple done it times the most. Year. Yeah. All right. You're All right, sure? Johnny. Yes, I'm sure. That came from MLB.com. <laughs> that came from MLB.com. Okay. 
Uh, all right, Johnny, you're all the way to question number three. You've answered two correct now. You get this one right. You get a queen, clean sweep as well as that Fernando Tatis Jr. You also get a queen sweep. Yeah, a queen sweep. I don't know what that is, but I'll figure out what prize to give you a little bit later. Here we go. This is going to be tough. For all the money. It is a question number three. Yeah. Bryce Harper's 300 career home runs are second among 2010 first-round draft picks. Who ranks first? 2010? 2010. Bryce Harper is second. Who has hit more home runs? Nolan. Nolan Arenado. Nolan Arenado. Stay there, though. Stay there. Yeah, I would stay there because you know how good I am on the draft. Yeah. It's not my I strength. I don't know anything about the baseball draft. But I'm pretty sure I know this one. No, you do not. I really think no. I do. I'm sorry about this, uh, John. Is it John? Johnny. Johnny. Sorry about this, Johnny. Because Bryce Harper and Manny came in the same year. I'm pretty sure they did, and so I'm going to go with Manny. Yeah, sorry about <sighs> sorry, that. Sorry, Johnny. See, like the only one I know. Good plan, Johnny. And I don't know anything on the draft, but I, I, I rem- you know, I know that Manny and and Bryce Harper came in the yep. same year. Yep, yep, yep. Sorry about that, Johnny. It's... That's such a rarity that I knew any draft things, but I didn't Manny know that one. Manny has three hundred eight. So, so just a couple more. Just yeah, a couple they both more. made three hundred in the same year. All right, let's go to our next hour next contestant. Uh, this person just called in, and the name is Sarah. So we are going to take Sarah. What's up, Sarah? Who's, or in, who's under Sarah's name here? Sarah, Hello? hello. Hello. This is Miles. Oh, Miles. Okay, it's Miles. All right, Miles. How old are you, Miles? Yes. Eleven, but I'm with my dad. Right, Eleven cool. with his dad. I like a rule All follower. Right. Well, tell your dad to keep out of it. You're smart enough to do this on your own. But if you do need your dad's help, please take advantage of it yeah, because it's just within the rules. Yes, it is. You are allowed to. You are allowed to ask your dad for help. All right, Miles. Here is question number one. Here we go, Miles. What NFL team plays at Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas? Oh, Miles. The Raiders. The Raiders, the Raiders are correct. Raiders. I actually wrote that as we were passing Allegiant. Look, last he's week. he's uh, he's got a chance to go to Las Vegas. He might as well know who the Very NFL true. team is. Very there. true. Are you going to take your dad if you win the <laughs> trip to Las Vegas? Yeah. All right. All right. Good. Good. Good man. Good, you good are call, right there, Miles. Yes. Good call. Here we are. Question number two, Miles. What NFL player won Offensive Rookie of the Year last season? Hmm. Hold on. Hold on. Conferring with Dad. Conferring. Bryce Hall. Who? I'm sorry? Bryce Hall. Bryce Hall. I think Brees Hall. He meant Brees Hall, but he got it out. Unfortunately, no. But stay there, Miles. Garrett stay Wilson. there. Oh, my gosh. I've been watching Hard Knocks. They've said it about Sorry, Miles. Times. Thank you very much sorry, for playing. Miles. Okay, Thanks call for again. Playing. Look forward to having you as a contestant right, thank again. Thanks thank for you. calling in. All right. I like when... Uh, Young young people call in. I also want people to understand that when I'm playing this game, uh, I I do have a softer spot in my heart that you don't know about, and I don't like eliminating an 11 year old. But I don't, I don't think that. it's but I don't think it's fair to the other people that want to play this game for me to to miss a question on purpose, right? So I just want that out there. Like when there's an 11 year old on the line, I don't feel like ah, ah, get out of here. It's Garrett Wilson. You're done. You should have just let him win. 
All right. <laughs> should have just let him win. Let's, I can always get support from you. Yeah, yeah. You always make Apparently the wrong not. decision, according to me, in this game. All right. Let's go to Rudy. Rudy, Rudiger, Hi. how are you? Hi, Rudy. I'm doing real good. How are you guys? Let me have that human almanac. Oh, oh, he wants out the human almanac. Rudy, you've played before, correct? I have. Okay. Here we go. Here we go. Question number one. Oh. Uh, let's go with uh, this one. What is the name of the Las Vegas hockey team? Uh, they're the Golden Knights. Golden Knights is correct. Who was nice telling job, us in Rudy. Las Vegas last week when we were there that the Golden Knights are still the biggest thing in Las Vegas? Actually, it was a person who was working with Odyssey but had just recently left. They were the program director for the sports station. Yeah, and they said the Golden Knights, you wouldn't believe it, but that's the hockey team is the biggest thing in town. Yeah, they talk hockey all day long. Endless. Endless hockey, especially they when they're in they're in the playoffs. It's like yeah. the best thing ever. All right. All right here we go, Rudy. What's that? I said hockey's the best sport there is. Now, right, don't disagree with you, Rudy. Don't disagree with you. I love it. It is fun. All right, Rudy. Here we go. Question number two. What hitter holds the Mariners record for the most four-hit games in a single season? Lots of great hitters for the Mariners over the years. The one I can think of right now, and that'd be Ken uh, Griffin Jr. Uh, Ken Griffey Jr. Ken Griffey Jr. Always a great guess. <laughs> Incorrect today, but stay there. This has got to be Ichiro. Who else could it be? <sighs> ah, sorry, Rudy. Sorry, Man. Rudy. Ichiro had so many hits. He had. Didn't he, he break the all-time record? You know that he most hits in one year. I'm he holds sure, the record. I'm not sure, but did you know Ichiro uh, did it ten times in 20, 2004? Ten it was an times. Well, it was an unbeatable record that he that he set. I want to look it up because it was like you know what year was it? He had 262 hits, and what did you say? 2004. Yes. Yeah, he had 262 hits. That record had been held by a guy named George Sisler since like 1920. Oh. So the record stood for 84 years, and then Ichiro obliterated it. Sisler, huh? George Sisler was the guy who had the original record of 250 hits in one season. All right, we're going to a tiebreaker Uh-oh. because we are running out of time. But you know what we're going to do, Chris? I'm going to pick the player for today, the random player for the tiebreaker. I think I have a better one. I have a good one. Better than Icebox Chamberlain? Yes, Tim Tebow. Tim Tebow is your guy. His NFL stats. All right, Tim Tebow. He played Tebow, three NFL seasons. Stats. Let me get uh, Easy Money on the line. What's up, Easy hey. Money? Hey, how's it going, Scravy? Hi, pretty Easy. good. Pretty good. Good to have you. You on. play. You've you've heard this before, so I don't need to explain it. But for everyone who hasn't heard it, I'm going to give Chris. A, I'm going to ask Chris a question, a number question. He's going to give an answer, and the caller is going to guess whether or not the actual answer is higher or lower than what Chris guessed. Right. So. Chris, yeah. How many yards did Tim Tebow throw for in his three-year career? Three years, boy. He threw for boy. I know one game he had against the Dolphins where he got all of his yards in his career. He looked tremendous. <laughs> I'm like, who is this guy? Um, he didn't throw for many. Four thousand yards? No, that's way too many. That'd be over a thousand a year. I don't think he threw for that many. I'm going to say 500 a year, 1,500 yards. 1,500 yards. Eric, easy money. What do you think? Is it actually higher or lower? 
Ooh, I was closer to what Chris said earlier, so I'm, I think I'm going to go with over. You're going to go with higher, 1,500 yards, Tim Tebow in his career, easy money. You are correct. He did it, huh? Let's go. He did it. Let's he go. did. Stay there. I'm going to get you in the break. Very good, easy money. Uh, the actual answer is 2,422. 2,422. He had 654 yards in year one, 1,700 yards in year two, and then 39 yards. Year three wasn't much. Yeah. No. Remember that one playoff so game he had twenty four. Oh, he threw the, well, he just threw a bomb or a slant Was pattern. it to Demarius Thomas on the first pit, the first play of overtime. Yeah, and yeah. a guy went eighty yards to win the game. He did, he did, and it was like Tebow magic, man. And then the next week they played New England and they lost by fifty. Yes, they did, and yes, that was did. pretty much the end of Tebow magic. Yes, it was. Yes, it all was. right. We'll take a break. Speaking of football, when we come back, some national football league news and notes. There is a lot of stuff going on in the NFL. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey, welcome back. 427 is the time. We were going to do our NFL news and notes right now, but uh, we're going to hold off on those because we only have a couple of seconds left. And I think people will find this it worth segment. it. Yeah, we got some really good NFL news and notes. We'll do them at the uh, top of the 5 o'clock hour. So you NFL fans, stick around. But Joe Burrow update, uh, an interesting update on Deshaun Watson. Mm. This one kind of caught my eye. Uh, we'll give you that and uh, also the latest on uh, Cooper Cup of the Los Angeles Rams. So it's all coming up in the... Five o'clock hour. Scraby's got a fantasy football draft uh, later tonight. I do. I ha- Am yes. I correct about that? Is you she like do. your third league? Yep. yep. I don't know yep. how you yep. do yep. that many leagues. I, I just don't get it. Don't you wind up playing against yourself all I, the time? I rank my leagues of, of importance, importance to me. Yeah, so. but you, I mean, it's still weird to me I would like- to have three games going on at one time. Yeah, I know. I, I, I know. There's really a lot of people. Who, there's a lot of people who play in a lot more leagues than that. Oh, I know. I know a guy on my softball team, Donnie. He plays in like six leagues. Oh wow! And I said, you know, like mid-season last year, I go, "How are you doing in your leagues?" He goes, "I'm like five and one." Like, what do you mean? Yeah, oh, he goes, in, five in teams leagues. are good. Yeah, because <laughs> five teams are good and one's kind of stinks. You know, I was listening. But that's so weird. I mean, 
I don't know. I, I don't get it. I was listening to the ESPN podcast that they do about fantasy sport, uh, fantasy football, and Field Yates is one of the guys on it, and he was saying that he has like anywhere between depends on the year, anywhere between fifty and twenty te- fifteen and twenty teams. Chris, yeah. Well, that just seems silly. I mean, that's his job, and so he has to do a bunch of leagues. That but seems still, silly. That's a lot silly to me. But you know what, Chris? What? I was just sent an email with a great prize. And if you were listening right now, you are going to love this because... Oh, man, you've lucked out? Yes, because right. I have been given a pair of tickets to tomorrow's Padres-Giants game. Rock your pink and mint for a city-connecting party in the park. Rock your what? Pink and mint, they say. Oh, pink and mint. Yes. Okay, the colors of the Padres City Connect uniforms. Correct. They have I a City Connect-themed party in the park. Drink specials start at $5. Live music begins... Um, as the gates open until first pitch, go to Padres.com for tickets. So, Kramer, how we give this away, but I want to make sure we do this now. So, how many tickets do we have? Two. Two tickets to yeah. tomorrow night's Padres-Giants game. Not tonight's game, but tomorrow night's game. We'll give them away right now. Uh, first person with the correct answer to this question at 833-288-0973. How many extra inning wins do the Giants have this year? We know the Padres have goose egg Man, in that that's category. A tough question. <laughs> yes, it is. Yes, it is. I, I'm trying to come up with questions that you can't just click on Google to find out the answer. So I'm trying to dig a little bit. But it is something you can get correct if you guess properly. But yeah, the Padres have goose egg in the extra inning victory department. We know that. How many wins and extra innings do the Giants have this year? Hmm. Uh, first person with the correct answer. We'll get two tickets to see those Giants take on the Padres tomorrow night at Petco Park. Uh, 833-288-0973 is the number to call in while you're doing that. We'll take a quick timeout. Tony's coming back, and our Big Five is right around the corner. All right, broadcasting live tomorrow. We'll be out and about. Come visit us at Happy Does. Tremendous sports bar. Down in the gas lamp. It's located at 345th Avenue. That's Happy Does. We'll be uh, having a happy program despite the miserable Padres season. We'll have some fun tomorrow because we're giving away a ton of stuff, including SeaWorld tickets, Guns N' Roses tickets, Padres tickets, Hassan Kim bobblehead giveaway, Fernando Tatis Jr. bobblehead giveaways. All of it tomorrow at Happy Does. It's at 345th Avenue. Scraby and I will be down there broadcasting live. Come by. Say hello. Tony will be with us, of course, from Petco Park. Congratulations to our latest winner yes. of Padre Tickets. We just gave away some tickets to the game tomorrow night. Yes. Our Stewart, winner. I believe, was the winner. No, no that no. was yesterday. Oh. Um, I got to look. I'm sorry. You forgot sorry. the guy's name? I got a you lot just talked to him like there. three minutes ago. I know. Ago. I got a, oh, Sean. Sean. That's what it was. Sean. Yes. All right, Sean, good job. He knew that the Giants have played nine, or have won, won nine extra inning games this year. Some teams have all the luck, Scraby. They're I nine know. and three in I extra know. innings. The Padres are 0 and 11. That's bad. Let's hope the game tonight doesn't go to extra innings. Uh, Padre pregame show is coming up an hour from right now. But right now, it's time to find out what else is going on in the world of sports with today's Big Five after, of course, we check traffic. 
Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. It's that time of the show when we check on the latest in sports. Only the most important topics and questions are brought to light. Stop what you're doing and listen. These news stories will astound and amaze you. The one, the only. Oh my God, who the hell cares? The Big Five starts now on 97.3 The Fan. Well, you can listen to Sam Levitt's podcast, Inside San Diego Baseball with Sam Levitt. He'll cover everything going on with the Padres. You can find it at 97.3thefansd.com, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Um, just got an email as that open was playing telling me that my draft with my friends in fantasy football was a C minus. And it said, if you pull this off, you are coach of the year. It's a mm. lock. Pull what off? What are you talking about? Your draft, was, your draft was so bad that they're saying you have no chance to win your fantasy That's football league? That's what it's league? saying. Mm, That's right. what it's saying. Yeah, well, That's we the opposite know, of what our draft told you, right? Yeah, yeah. our draft told you that you, have, uh, you can't possibly blow it. And if you do, Again. then you're the worst coach of all time. <laughs> so yes, you yes, have one so of I'm each. I'm not even going to look. I'm not even going to look. You have one of Number each. Number five. The Padres made some trades for guys to help them bolster the roster at the trade deadline, and I think it's safe to say Garrett Cooper has at least worked out better than G-Man Choi. Scott Barlow, however, has been excellent for the Padres. After struggling immediately after the trade, he has now pitched eight straight scoreless outings spanning 11 innings, including five key outs Wednesday against the Cardinals. There has not been a great track record with trades and some acquisitions about how they perform when they get here. Tony, how do you explain that some are really good and some are really bad after a trade to the Padres? Uh, baseball. That's how I explain <laughs> baseball. it. Baseball. Yeah. Yeah, you can't really – there's it's, there's a risk in trades, period, no matter who you're getting. Um, and in the Padres' case – I don't know if they if they have a bad tracker track record. I mean, some of the trades have turned out to be pretty golden. Some of them have not. Um, I venture to say uh, the Blake Snell trade has turned out pretty golden. I would say the Joe Musgrove trade has turned out to be pretty golden. Um, prior to this year, you Darvish pretty golden. Uh, so I mean, you know. And prior to this year, Jay Cronenworth was very golden, pretty golden. Yeah. Now all so, of a I sudden, mean, people are going, "Oh, that wasn't a very good trade." Right. Like it's it, the same it, trade you were telling me that you loved <laughs> six months ago. It's it's uh, revisionist, revisionist history. Yeah. Um, and um, but I mean, to answer your question, there is no explanation. That is, if you looked at every team's organization's trades you would probably find similar numbers. There are probably some that um, have a few more that went right than went wrong, but nobody is just dominating trades and, like, coming out on top every time. And even if there's a year or two that they do that, there's another two or three years that they didn't do it. And so, you know, that's just kind of the way baseball works. It's, it's, a, it's, it's one of the toughest sports to predict outcomes 
in general, no matter whether you're talking about pitcher, hitter, team, team, whatever it is, it's very difficult to, to, to predict. Yeah, it is. Chris, well, how do you explain some being really good and some trades being really bad? Well, first bad? of all, I can't decide whether these are really good or really bad. This is way too short of a time sample. I mean, G-Man yeah. Choi's been on the injured list the entire time he's been here. Bad right? trade. He got, okay. <laughs> See, don't see the don't year, let him get you there, this Chris. is this is why you live in the Twitterverse with all the other. That is a bad trade. If they trade for a guy who and, gets and hurt, they knew he was going to get hurt, but no, he how, was but, already. But how can you tell them it was a bad trade? Did he even get a hit in the Padres? He uniform? went zero for yes. ten. Every player in history of baseball has an zero for ten streak. So I, we're talking right now. That's a bad trade. He is not contributing to the and team. And what if G Man Choi is on the roster next year and starts at first base and makes the All Star? team well then good and you already him. called you good already said him. it was you already said it was a bad trade you already gave up on it this is not a long enough sample and G-Man it's not a long restricted free agent it's not a long enough sample to say that garrett cooper was been a good trade he's had a good hot streak here for a while that's nice scott barlow the first week we got him everybody thought that uh, you know the padres blew another one now everybody thinks he might be the next closer and replace josh Hader. These are all on a need-to-know basis, and it changes weekly based yeah. on the player's performance. And baseball is such that you have hot streaks and cold streaks in a very short amount of time. So the Padres are like most teams in baseball. This whole notion that everybody comes to the Padres and doesn't get the job done is erroneous. Erroneous on all counts. It is. Facts. Why are you Tony, so angry at Tony me? Just, All I did was ask the question. Well, you well, jumped no, out of no, your no, seat you and said bear. it was a bad trade. You did. You poked the bear. You, you poked a bear. You said what Chris was like, uh, G-Bad Choi has been hurt the whole time. Bad trade. That's what started it all. <laughs> That's right <there>. poking. <laughs> I'm learning. I work, went to my therapist earlier Bad today, trade. and I'm learning that sometimes I just need to not say the next thing on my mind. So, that is the definition of needling right there. Number Bad four. trade. <laughs> a team making a bunch of changes is the Chicago White Sox. They fired their executive vice president and their GM. They have now announced Chris Getz will take over as GM of their team, being the one and only voice on player decisions. The White Sox hired Getz away from the Royals in October 2016 as director of player development in a move that earned high praise around baseball. He was then promoted to assistant general manager in January 2021, and he was part of the hiring process for Pedro Grifol, uh, whom he played for and worked with in Kansas City. So, Chris, why? No, I was going to ask a dumb question, but I'm not going there. What would be your first order of business as White Sox GM? Uh, bring back Tony Larusa. That's got to be number one. <laughs> Tony, Tony's looking I think older I, than ever. Right I know now. he really, truly is. Uh, the other thing that I would do uh, is I would try to trade my owner out because I, I don't think Jerry Reinsdorf is very good, and <laughs> I think his medals far too much. Um, I, I don't know the White the White Sox need to find some balance is what it seems to me. Uh, you know they got a bunch of young, high priced players. Uh, none of whom who lived up to expectations. I think they got to find some, uh, some uh, you know, down to earth guys, guys that just come in and do a good, solid job every day. Mix them in with some of the stars. I, you know, you can't tell me that Eloy Jimenez and Luis uh, Robert and uh, you know all of these guys are bad players. I mean, they've been they, their track record is that they're good players. Uh, Dylan Cease has been a great pitcher. I mean, I. I, I, it's amazing that the White Sox have been so bad, but you know I'm not as close to their situation as I am to the one in San Diego, obviously. But 
It just seems to me that they haven't been able to find the right mixture. So that, to me, is my first order of business, going in and seeing who fits and who doesn't fit. But I wouldn't blow the whole thing up. I think the White Sox are closer than we think, especially in that lousy division. And I think the hiring of this guy, Chris Getz, is a good move. He did a solid job uh, as player personnel guy with the Royals, helped them get to some places they had never been before. So give the guy a chance to work some magic in Chicago. Tony, what do you think? Uh, what would be your first order of business as White Sox GM? Uh, as a GM, um, I think part of the first part of business has been established by Jerry. I think it's uh, significant that they put in there that he is the sole decision maker on player personnel. I did notice that they made that clear in the they, article. They made that, that clear. And my guess is that with Ken Williams and uh, what was the other guy's Ernie name? Han? Er- er- not Ernie Han. He's coming on the show. Or he yeah. came on the show. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. His last Something Han. Han. Yeah. Right? The GM, the GM Han. Yeah. Dave, what Han you got Solo? from that? Hmm. Rick Han. Oh, there go. yes, yes. Shout out to Dave Marcus yes, for helping with you, that. Um, I, I, I get the sense that you got too many cooks in the kitchen. Yeah. And that makes it difficult to really streamline. It's okay. I think we've learned that it's okay to have to get people's opinion, but when it comes down to it, somebody has to be the sole decision maker. Yeah, and as long and as I, that's still Jerry Reinsdorf, this guy doesn't stand much of a chance. Well, that's the thing. I, well, I, I'm assuming that if Jerry has allowed that language to reach out, maybe he's willing to maybe, take a step back. Maybe, we'll see. Yeah. We'll see, but I agree with Chris. There's a lot of talent on that team. Um, I mean, in some ways, it's a worse version of what has happened in San Diego this year, right? Mm-hmm. Is a lot of talent. Not living up to it. Now, they haven't lived up to it at any point. I mean, they are as bad as it gets. And there seems to be a lot of team turmoil. We've oh, yeah. gone over the that, you know, whether they were Fugazi rumors about uh, some of the players <laughs> in there, Gradal and Anderson, mm-hmm. um, whatever it may be, there's always something stirring. And that, that does, it's not a good um, environment for winning baseball. At least most of the time. I know the, I know the 86 Mets found a way to thrive in that type of environment. There's always that's, one. <laughs> that's not most teams. Though. Yeah, yeah. Um, ever since Aaron Rodgers became a Jet, the coverage of him has seemed to change a little bit. I don't know if you guys have noticed this. I've noticed. he ha- He's being seen in a more positive light, and he is spreading more positivity, which I will give him that. But it's been noticed how hard Knox has portrayed Aaron Rodgers in a very positive light. And the Sunday Night Football crew did an interview and said interviewing Aaron Rodgers is an enlightening and good experience. So, Tony, why is the media suddenly so positive about Aaron Rodgers? I don't know that. I don't think it's all the media. I think some of it's Aaron, right? I think what this also shows you is is kind of how unhappy he was those last few years in Green Bay. Well, he's right? living in Green Bay. Come on. <laughs> See, I won't dog the folks in Green Bay like that. No. I'll just say he won't. He wasn't happy with the organization, and it, to me, it comes off when you watch Hard Knocks, like. He's he seems to be really happy in the environment he's in, and sometimes you know it may not have been all Green Bay's fault. Although the Athletic certainly pointed out some things that they kind of have pushed the pushed this into action. Um, I think you know when you're happy, you are a different person coming to work, uh, and that's the thing that stands out to I me. Mean, now I think the media has played a little part in it, right? They are certainly willing to. You know, dive into it a little bit more, but he's also not giving you crazy quotes that are making you have to like dig a little deeper and find out exactly 
what Wayanaska is or whatever it is that he was, he was <laughs> taking. Ayahuasca. Like, <laughs> like, you know, he, we're not talking about that. We're actually talking about football. And I think that is partially the reason why his his light has, has brightened a little bit. Because we're we're back to talking about football. We're not talking about if he's retiring, retiring, or if he's coming back, or if him and the GM don't like or want it, or who he wanted to be brought in that they didn't bring in. Like, we're not talking about none of that stuff anymore. We're just simply talking about the expectations for the team, which is probably the sweet spot for Aaron. That was a good line. You're a happier per- or you you are a happier person when you show up to or what was your line? I don't, I don't even remember. It was that. a great you line should. though, Tony. I just can't remember it. <laughs> no, remember you said it. like if you uh, come to work, it makes you. If you're happy at work, it makes you a happier person. Basically, yeah, I, I think so. Yeah. I mean, that's a place that you got to go, especially during the season. You got to go every day. Yeah, so I used to you... work in a job that I absolutely hated, and it made me a terrible person. And, I, I can imagine. Um, what has made you a terrible person? I was just about to say it's this show. No, no, I, I love my job, and that is why I've stayed in such a good mood for the yes, last five you years. prove it on a daily basis. Thanks, Chris. Yeah. Why is the media suddenly so positive, Chris? Well, I think Aaron Rodgers uh, has final edit on the show Hard Knocks. <laughs> I, I honestly, <laughs> he might. He might. <laughs> I, I honestly have been watching the entire show, and they portray him as one of the gr- most gracious, wonderful, giving human beings on the planet. Uh, even when he gets involved in some controversy, as he did during the last game against the New York Giants, uh, got into a little pushing and shoving match with a defensive end and, and got up in the guy's face for the Giants and said, you don't even know who I am, and then threw a touchdown pass and went over and said, that's what you get for poking the bear. <laughs> it still looked like Aaron Rodgers was the good guy mm. and the Giant guy was the bad guy. And even when Aaron Rodgers goes to the sidelines, as he did in an episode of Hard Knocks this week, and starts cursing the fact that his receivers are running the wrong routes and making mistakes and costing them, you know, plays and points and yardage, he still looked like he was the leader of men. So I I honestly think he's got the final edit. I I think he gets to go through all of the film and say, use this, don't use that, because he has really looked like a terrific guy. Either that... Or all of the other stuff we heard about him in Green Bay was just fugazi. Going back to that word again. Maybe this is not a. Maybe this is a you problem. Because I, I, I ask you this. I ask you this. What in that part where he was cursing everybody out on the sidelines about not running right routes? What did the show do to make you think that he was the good guy? I don't know. They just they portrayed it in a good light, and I saw it in a good light. But well, that's I, what, what I'm, I'm saying. How, how what did they do to portray it in a good light? I Was it know. the music? Yeah, maybe the music. <laughs> I, maybe it had to be the music, the brightness of the camera angle. I, was it the wings that he had on the back of his well, uniform? Well, I think it, no. Wings? I think this gets back to what Tony was saying about the media, or what you were saying about the media, because I think if he yells and screams in Green Bay, then everybody says he's a tyrant. And in New York, right. he's a leader. Yeah, right. So I, I, it really does come back to just how you want to look at it. I, you know, but yeah, I, I'm joking. I'm not, I'm, I, I know that he doesn't have the final edit for Hard Knocks, right, but he right. sure seems like the big star of that show, and maybe he should be. He's the star of that team. So I'm, I'm not the biggest Aaron Rodgers fan, but what I have noticed is it does seem to be slow to speak. Like he's sitting in those meetings, he's not really saying much in the team meetings. He's just kind of listening and writing stuff down and. I just you just feel like it, it it he's also very aware that there are cameras there too. I think that's another piece of it, right? Mm-hmm. Like in Green Bay there's no cameras. He you know, he didn't have to worry about what it would look like, not to say that he is, but I'm just saying, he's a human. When a camera comes on you, 
I, I think, especially he's 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 coming from the era I came from. Yeah, you you you, you kind of you hesitate a little bit when the camera red light is on you. Yeah, yeah. Will the real Aaron Rodgers please stand up? We'll we'll find out. We'll find out. Former 49ers quarterback Joe Montana, for a long time, he was considered the GOAT of football until Tom Brady came around. Everybody drink right there. But (laughs) (laughs) the hang on the dinging drink game. Oh, Chris is drinking. Thank Ah. you. Um, Joe said a different name when asked who the GOAT is in the NFL. He didn't say Tom Brady. He said Dolphin Hall of Famer Dan Marino. Quote, he had a quick release. I had to step into a lot of things to get enough force on the ball. He had the perfect torque of his upper body and strength to deliver the ball quickly at a fast release with accuracy. Yeah, yeah, the hip hip, uh, exercises before games. Uh, That was from a men's health interview. Chris, I have to ask you, don't be biased. Is Dan Marino the actual GOAT? No, he's certainly not. He can't ever be rated as the GOAT. I mean, he never won a Super Bowl. But I think what Joe Montana is getting at is when it comes to the best pure passer in the history of the game, Marino's in the conversation. He just is. And everything Montana says is true. Uh, Marino's ability to spot an open receiver and get the ball to him was faster than anybody in the history of the game. I think Don Shula said he went from thought to release quicker than anybody ever has. And Marino had all of the physical skills and the tools to get the job done. So I think that's what Montana's referring to here. Uh, there are a couple of arguments that you can make for Marino in the sense that he always got it done with no running game and a defense mm. that was stacked against him. And he also got it done with no defense and in a situation where he really had no room for error. He had to score a touchdown every time for his team to win games because he never played with a great defense. So those are good excuses as to why he never won a Super Bowl. But he can never be the GOAT because you can't be the GOAT with no championships. Just ask Mike Trout. Oh, I mean, (laughs) true statement, but um, good statement. Tony, is Dan Marino the actual GOAT? No, he's not. I I liken Dan Marino to... In that era, to Aaron Rodgers, in terms of physical ability, like Aaron, out of all the quarterbacks in his generation, easily had the most physical attributes compared to Montana, compared to Young, compared to you know Aikman, any of those you want to name. Dan Marino had that right, and I think um, that's kind of what Aaron Rodgers is now. Aaron Rodgers has won a couple Super Bowls, right, or one? I one. think he's got one. He's, he's got, got one. one. Yeah, but he's got a ton uh, of MVPs. Yeah, he does. Uh, Marino's yeah, got, I think. I think Marino only got one MVP. Hmm. But anyway. Yeah. So yeah. So I, I mean, no, I don't think he's a go. As Chris said, he didn't win a title. You got. I think you got to have at least one of those to be in that conversation. But he, uh, Dan Marino was physically gifted, more so than I think any of the quarterbacks of his generation. Okay. There you go. Number one. Enough said. Minnesota, the Minnesota Vikings and TJ Hawkinson are finalizing a new deal that will make him one of the NFL's highest paid tight ends. Last year, this surprised me. I was thinking they like maybe overpaid him or something, but last year he was second in receiving yards among tight ends behind Travis Kelsey, and he was 25th in all of football in receiving yards, so pretty good. Who's this? Uh, TJ Hawkinson. Uh, Here are the top five paid tight ends right now according to base salary, and then you guys are going to choose the one player that does not belong, and there's one that sticks out to me. But George Kittle's number one, actually, $11.65 million. Travis Kelsey, $11.25 million. 
Hunter Henry, 9.8. Hawkinson, 9.4. Zach Ertz, 8.8. And those are Who was rounded, the first one? Rounded up. George Kittle. So, so Tony, 11.6. Five. Who is, uh, which player does not belong in the top five? Kittle, Kelsey, Hunter Henry, Hawkinson, Ertz. Hunter Henry. That's the one. I got to be honest with you. If I'm a Dallas Goddard's agent or a Darren Waller's agent, um, yeah. you're a little angry. Got to get on the phone. Somebody Are you kidding me? At him, How right? is Hunter Henry making <laughs> twice that as much crazy. money as those guys? I think maybe the Chargers gave him that contract. Yeah, I don't know. Well, that's, they... You might be right. The Chargers yeah. do make a lot of stupid moves. <laughs> Zach Hurts probably doesn't belong in that top five anymore, although he did for a while. Yeah, I believe that that's probably a Yeah, a, he got paid when he was in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, and so he put up top Hunter five Henry. numbers last year, didn't he? He kind of had a bounce back year before his knee tore up. I'm not sure. I don't remember. To be honest. I don't remember, but, you know, th- we've seen this, though. Guys don't get paid in order of production, right? No. I mean, you, get, or you get paid in order of service time and, and the timing, right? I mean, and, it, and, and I would think if Travis Kelsey were up for a new contract in the next year or so, he would obliterate anything that George Kittle's making. But it's just that when he signed his deal, he got what he got, so... Yes, yes. So both of you say Hunter Henry. That's pretty. Whoops, that's not the right one. Sorry, guys. It's pretty good. Pretty good uh, choice. Zach Ertz. We know our tight ends. A, might even be a Hall of Famer, Zach Ertz. So you can't really say that. Hall of Famer. Yeah, he was pretty wow. good. That's uh, that's lofty. Scraper, did you just throw that out there? Or did you like? No, no. Just... I, I I'll go check think, some stats. Yeah, but no. I... I think you threw it out there. No. Okay. You didn't, All right. You didn't check any stats before you said that, though, right? No, but I remember Zach Ertz being like one of the top tight ends in the league. If you're putting Zach Ertz in the Hall of Fame, you're putting everybody in the Hall of Fame. That is not true. Zach Ertz is better than everybody. He's a good player, but not a Hall of Famer. Uh, Shout out to his his wife, Julie Ertz, who retired today. She might be a Hall of Famer. Yeah. Okay. There you go. Well, a Hall of Fame couple is what they'll be. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we're gonna we're okay. gonna get you stuff in this game against the Giants tonight and talk about anything that we actually need to maybe hear from Bob Melvin as well. So we'll do that when we get back on 97.3 the fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too, with the name your price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Hey. 